Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 54 of the F Reality podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. However, this episode of the show is being pre-recorded so uh if you're if you're sad about that then just blame rowdy because apparently he has what's called a social life i, I have no idea what that is but apparently it's ruining our, our recording schedule so apologies for that but we'll crack on with the show and we'll, maybe a couple of us will be hanging around in the chat maybe interacting with you guys and girls so don't worry about that uh if uh, you missed the live show you can always check out the audio version of the show which is available on google play music itunes soundcloud and on Anchor. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many of them as we can if we're floating around, which I'm sure we will be. And if you want us to leave us a question on Anchor, you can now leave us a voicemail, which we may play live on another show. So check that out on the smartphone application. Now, let me introduce you to the team. This week, I've mixed it up a little bit, so it's not going to be the usual order. So uh, who's going to be up first? In Firewall? No. You can rest easy. Nice. <laughs> it's going to be Mike. <laughs> yeah, me first. No. Uh, in Firewall, he likes to roll with a pumpy for those close encounters. It's ZimTok5. How you doing? Ah, I love it. <laughs> you recognized my beautiful Betsy. What's her name? Be- Betsy? I can't remember. Betsy Some guy the pumpy. online made me name my shotgun in Firewall. <laughs> yeah. Bestie? I, I don't remember. But anyway, yeah. those were good games. Were they good were games. very good games. I'm those sure we'll great. be talking more about them. Oh, so, yes. So, next up, this guy loves to hate people. And not in VR. I'm talking about in real life. <laughs> Say howdy to Rowdy. It's Rowdy Guy. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. Also, I don't have a social life, so don't get worried. It's, it's like oh. people around me that have a social life, and I just need to go with them. So it's you're being dragged along. My social life is just their social life, and I need to, I need to interact with that. But yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm uh, I'm uh, just chilling, you know, playing some VR from day to day. I got my own little room now. Everything is going great. Still haven't hung anything up, as you can see. But uh, when the walls are painted, I'm going to try and hang something there. So leave your suggestions, chat. What should I hang yeah. on my wall? No, actually, don't. Because who knows what's going to come out of there? Whatever, whatever the chat suggests, that's what you should put no, up. No, like, no, yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that would be the best thing ever. Ah, it, yeah. damn it. Trust me, don't yeah. go with that option. I have already done that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a great idea. Pause. So, rumor has it that this one's really into swinging. <laughs> Through the trees in VR, of course. <laughs> it's Nathy. How you doing, dude? You're right. Yeah, I uh, love swinging. Yeah. Best intro ever. I'm yeah. a swinger professional. Don't you know, type that in swinger. on YouTube. Yes. Trees are my, like my my. Well, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I I don't know what to say. Uh, I thought you were like uh, uh, referring to Windlands, but uh, it could also be something else, of course. That's why I wanted to talk about trees for some reason. Never mind. Let's stop. Let's stop this. This interaction. This, 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 this always life. happens. This always happens when we pre-record shows like at night because it's quite late here, and we always get a little bit crazy at night. I don't know what it is, but it brings yeah. out the craziness in us all. I think. So you're, so you're, telling me that I'm crazy. We're all crazy right now. We're all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, so, Mr. Mike. Enjoy. Well, 
If you don't know who I am, I'm Mike, host of the show oh. from Virtual Reality Oasis. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about Wrench. This upcoming application will teach you how to build a car piece by piece in virtual reality. We're going to be talking about Apple's AR Kit 2.0. We discuss how Apple will play an important role in the future of augmented reality. And then we're going to be talking about Nostos, a new beautiful looking open world online RPG coming to VR soon. But first up, let's find out what everyone's been playing and their highlight of their week this week, even though it's been a relatively short week for us all. <laughs> uh, and let's, let's start it off with, with Zim. Let, let's keep it in the order of the people that I introduced in the beginning. So let's, let's, right. let's find out what, what Zim's been up to. Uh, you probably didn't catch me playing this one, Mike. You might not have ever played it yourself. Um, Monstrum. I'm going to start with Monstrum. Oh, so my. A lot of people know me for playing Dreadhalls. <laughs> in, one, in one sitting, I did 60 random runs of Dreadhalls thanks to my community torturing me, <laughs> which, is, which is, it takes seven hours to do that, by the way. Um, Crazy. But Monstrum is the second um, oh. of two, two kind of peas in a pod. If you want a procedurally generated horror game that doesn't look pretty, but gets the job done and gets you feckin' shaken. I, I'm, I'm still scared of this game. Uh, wow. Anytime I play it, it is, it is not a nice game. It is psychologically terrifying, and I've only ever beaten it once thanks to a game bug. Like, that's how hard it is. And you the way the game works it? is... I didn't even know that. You can actually beat it. You're kind of on, like, a Titanic-esque kind of ship, and you're trying to get off, and you, you try to get... Either you repair a submarine, you escape that way, you, you get to a helicopter that happens to be chained to the top deck and you, you break the chains and you can fly the thing away after you fuel it up, kind of Left 4 Dead style. And the third one, which I the only one I ever managed was <clears throat> there's like a crane that can pick up a life raft and you have to fill the life raft up and get off the ship that way. So there's different endings. I'm still chasing the other two endings, but I've been playing this game four years now. And I think a lot of people don't know about it. It's still available on Steam. I think it's maybe, like maybe it's time that you give it up then. <laughs> <laughs> but it's entertaining. People, the people like it. Zim you know? is like, no, just give me two more years, man. I, I can do. It. I can crack it. No, that's Chronos for me. Oh God, I'll never beat Chronos. So, how long in terms of hours do you have to play to get to a, an ending? No, it's not that deep. I mean, it'd probably be 45 minutes to an hour, but you have to do the right things in the right order. And it's got kind of an AI director that feckin' hates you. So like, there's there's like five or six, I can't remember how many, maybe, maybe four to six um, different types of bad guys. You don't know which one you're going to get. Okay. There's a guy who's called a lava mouth. He's just kind of like a big dude who comes after you. And if he catches you, he breathes fire into your face. There's another pod thing that's like, triggered by uh your motion around the room and you just see the, like these alien pods spawning so as you're running through the corridors and there's security cameras that can go off and when they make noise they attract the monster at you the music is just pumping when whenever it's you know the bad guys it's like a freaking shock horror film so monstrum is a game if you if you don't have enough stress in your life then that's what you should play so i don't know why i'm playing it i, I don't think i've ever met anyone that says you know what i need in my life more, more stress <laughs> but that sounds really interesting though dude like is it full of like jump scares and stuff or is it just intense yeah, it's, it's mostly tension it's right. mostly tension and then it's being chased like crazy by something that's coming after you down these corridors and there's like you know when like you've got like steam building up it and you hear pipes like wrangling and then all of a sudden it just goes kind of like in the alien films like that's the game and it's it's absolutely bloody terrifying 
How um, much? How much is it, by the way? It's only about eight quid, I think, on Steam. Eight quid for four years of playtime. That's amazing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would. Oh, is that what's already doing right calculations in my head? Like so, sixty hours. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's yeah. definitely the highlight of my week, though, because uh, you know, that terror never goes away. I always think I'm like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a man this time. No. No. That was well, my week. So that yeah, if you want more stress in your life, check that out. So what about uh, what about you, Rowdy? What have you been playing this week, dude? I I've played the only game that probably everyone else has played as well here on the on the channel. That's uh, that's Windlands, Windlands Two. Uh, I've uh, I've mm -hmm. played quite a bit of that one. Uh, I haven't played as far as you probably, Mike. So you can probably talk about it a bit more than I do. Uh, I've just beaten the first and the second boss. Um, the thing is, like, I remember when I played the first Windlands, like it really freaked me out to do like the, the, the swinging. This time I had that a little bit less, not because the mechanics are uh, less good, not at all. I think they're actually better, but I think because I'm a little bit more used to uh, to doing crazy stuff in virtual reality just in general. So uh, I think that that like that, that, that first feeling I got from like trying something new is a little bit gone for me. Um, but yeah, I think the game is awesome. I really enjoy it. Uh, I haven't tried the multiplayer yet. Uh, I haven't done any of that yet. I'm just going through the missions, just flying around, uh, swinging around, not really flying, dying a lot. I've, I've died plenty of times. Uh, I learned from Zim that it's not lava, but it's sand what is streaming down. Didn't know that, thought it was lava. I've been saying lava the entire, <laughs> doing my entire video. But uh, no, I, that's, I, that's what I've been playing this week and, and the couple of days that I've had so far. Yeah. Nice, nice. And and what about you, Nathie? Have you been playing Windlands Two as well? Yeah, yeah, I did play it. It's it's uh, it's really nice compared to the first one. It's like uh, a big step forward, mm. and it has co-op. Mm. I mean, that's that's something different. Plus, mm. you cannot only use these these grapple hooks now. You can also you know uh, get this uh, bow, so you can really do some epic combat. In a way, yeah. it's uh, it's refreshing. Yeah. You know, I I'm not sure if they would would be able to make Windlands three. I think this should be kind of like, well, the end for Windlands in a way. But maybe they should develop more with this, you know, Spider-Man mechanic. But but in 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 like a different you know, style, uh, storyline, etc. But, but it's a good point yeah. that you bring up from the uh, from the swinging, because I remember the first time I did that, I really felt like a superhero. Like you, like you, you swing, mm. you fly, you take your bow out, you shoot mm. at something, you swing and you and you fly through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feels awesome to do that. The only thing I was kind of missing there is like, I would like still something like, like, a, like a bullet time or something. So you could like swing, mm, a slow -mo, turn yeah. around, shoot your arrow and then swing further. Now I need to do it in real time. It's a bit harder, but <laughs> yeah, I think the bullet time would help a lot with the uh, with the kind of hardcore mode because they've got a proper you know yeah. one one death you know for the game. I'm gonna try it at some stage, but you can literally crank up the difficulty to exactly you know permadeath. Yeah. They also is... have a mode which is no swinging. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the original game had a mode whereby you had inelastic ropes. I'm not right. sure you ever played that mode. So right. instead of the rope being bungee and pulling you, mm. you yeah. would just literally, like it was a hard rope, you would just swing off of it. There's yeah. also, well, I think you, is that what you just said? Just a no ropes mode. No, no ropes. ropes. Yeah. Yeah, no ropes. No. So you How just parkour. Work? Just parkour. Just running uh, running and, oh. and grabbing and climbing. I, I have no idea how that no, works. It's, 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 it's wall jumping, essentially. Right. Well, if, you, if, you, if you look at the levels, like they are a, a platformer too. So you don't have to swing all the time like in in my case i have been jumping from from uh one tree to another and yet like those those 
those flat surfaces as well. So yeah, you can do that. You know, you don't well, have to. You can also I wall can't. jump, by the way. I if definitely you want. can't do that. I tried it and I died because I ran off those platforms in the tutorial already. You Not might be able to do that as well in the first level, but like I can guarantee you cannot do that in the last level. Like well, quick, no, no freaking way. Quick, quick check question. Have you guys in the tutorial level found the chicken? Uh, yes. No. You did, Nighty? No. I think I did. Yeah. I also heard there are a bunch of Easter eggs. There's oh. loads. Apparently, uh, we're all in it. Yeah, we're well, all in I it. was trying to find myself, but it's I didn't even know where even to start. F Reality logo, apparently. Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't found it yet. No. But I haven't yeah, gotten that I far yet. I found either. Mike and I found Nathan. What? Yeah. yeah, I found you by going the wrong way. Yeah. I went through, I was like, I didn't realize I was going the wrong way. I was just going the wrong way. And yeah, actually, I got to a point. I got to a point. Developers uh, messaged me afterwards. It was completely dead ended. Like, I could not make a particular jump. And it's like, I couldn't make it back the other way. Like I was stuck because of the saves. Like I got to a point and then I yeah. couldn't make it back. I actually did make it back in the end, but it was hard. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to find Mike and Nathy, you always need to go the wrong way. Yeah, they're, they're all off the beaten track. They're all off the beaten track. They're, none of them, you'll find them uh, just by progressing through the game. They're all no. a little bit hidden. Uh, but cool, you did say one thing, Mike, that I have to completely concur with. You said it would take you days to find all the collectibles. The amount of little nooks and crannies in that goddamn game, there's no way I'm ever finding all the collectibles. The first game like, was relatively boxed. The yeah. size and scale of this fucking game, the levels, yeah. like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm never going to find them all. No, that's not going to happen. That's the thing, like, I finished the game in just over six hours, and I won't spoil anything, Like, but I found only 26 out of the possible 120 collectibles. Yeah. And I wasn't necessarily looking for them, but I, if I saw them, I'd go for them. <laughs> mm -hmm. But like when it comes to the later levels and collecting some of these collectibles, they're in such obscure locations that you really have to do some advanced swinging techniques to get to them. Like mm -hmm. there's one where you have to grapple and use your momentum to swing yourself below it and then repel up with speed. So you'd land on the platform that you were just swinging oh. underneath on, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, which makes for some incredibly frustrating but also very satisfying uh swinging later on in the game uh but yeah i really enjoyed it i, I think it's probably one of the, the best uh titles that's come out this year so far it's totally up there in my top five um yeah i, I really enjoyed my time with it i think the the, the co-op and the multiplayer works a treat you know me and psvr frank jumped on very sh uh, briefly just to test it out and yeah it was very easy to connect with each other and play with each other uh, online so yeah i wholeheartedly recommend it you know if you want to go and check out a game do, do you guys think they should make another windlands after this one or is... personally i would want another one because i think they could make it even bigger and even better um I love what they're doing with scale, like the sense of scale and the sense of the Titans that you fight, I think is great, but they could be even bigger. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I would want another one. I, I, I would. And I think they could just double down on the formula even more, you know, make a, a more engaging story. Because one of the things I, I, I didn't like about it was that, you know, you had this sense that the Windlands was in danger by these giant Titans and this evil Baldaka mm. dude who wanted to mess things up, but you never really saw the repercussions of that. Like what I wanted to see was one of these huge Titans oh. just smash a village to pieces in front of me and all the, all the little oh. like li lizard people that live there, like crying and, and screaming mm. to really feel like I was that hero that they needed yeah, so to save everyone the day. had to die for you to feel better. But it, exactly. Yeah it's, still, yeah. it's still a little bit relaxed. Like I think the original Windlands was still one of these kind of quite chill games, but yeah. 
to, to kind of compare with what Nathies may be saying, for me, like they've adopted story in a way that before there wasn't really an overt story. It was oh. more hints along the way. Now they've kind of, I won't say shoehorned in, but they've, they've added a story. But I do find that in terms of story pacing along the way, you go from, oh, I'm hearing story to like, oh, now 20 minutes of silence. And now I'm, you know, it kind of feels ah. undulating in that way. Mm. And when you compare it to something like, I don't know, Hellblade, Hellblade feels like, you know, you're getting pulled along this this kind of current yeah. the whole time. Mm. I do find Windlands to be a little bit inconsistent in its presentation of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I haven't decided yet if that's a problem or if I like it, but I did find the kind of natural of, you know, getting lost. And every so often that little, like, that little icon that shows you the way to go for me just disappears for some reason i don't know if that's a bug or if that's me just being daft but i i do find some of the pieces of the game to feel a little bit like they could use a little bit more polish mm-hmm. and the main complaint i had which is a real nitpicky one is that they did not optimize it for tactile support and so when you fire the bow or you know you mm-hmm. grapple with the hooks if you're wearing a sub pack or whatever you just you're not feeling it mm-hmm. whereas certain things like you know someone's bassy voice will and if yeah. they do a little bit of design and patching, I think they could really improve that mm-hmm. piece. If I think overall, that I... I really want now from uh, from from games, it's that or what they have shown at least is that like a Spider-Man game in VR would work. I think oh, yeah. it would work. Yeah, it really would. Yeah, but overall, like with Windlands, I I feel like uh, the story wasn't what made me think it was a great game it was yeah. just like the satisfaction of the speed and momentum that you get from swinging and that satisfaction when you you have a really smooth run is so satisfying and then the combat as well like when you when you take down a, a, one of these oh, giant titans it's super satisfying so like the story for me was kind of a bit irrelevant because the rest of the game i enjoyed so much but i think they really could double down on the formula and make a better game in the future what, what difficulty did you play it on mike just normal okay because i'm playing it on hard and what i find is the scaling, because they make the bosses tougher. Um, mm. And some of the, like the door sequences, my God, fucking hell. Like the door sequences get tougher on hard mode. I mean, I, I was having to do those doors maybe 30, 40 times to just clear one of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the bosses, like there's this snake boss in the middle of the desert that I won't go into detail, but you play the same sequence like six times in a row. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how much longer? There's no indication of like how many more iterations of this same piece. Oh, yeah. Like they'll cycle from bots in the sky to snake bots in the sky snake and it's like i do this like six times and then i beat it that i found to be a little bit like okay i feel like the end of chrono trigger here how long is this going to go on for Mm -hmm. uh but aside from that the scaling problem um the boss battles sell the game to me like alone alone. i think on hard mode you probably have to do that loop more yeah six times yeah linear scaling they need to mix it up a little bit or give Mm -hmm. you some kind of indication like how far along am i something but there's no feedback on that and it just becomes kind of a grind. But yeah, I, I do think they've got a good formula here that I would like yeah. to see more of it. I, I, in a way, I want them to do something different for the next game, but I definitely want to see Winlands return in the future, put it that way. Yeah. Well, I'm if they if man. they can get their hands on on the Spider-Man, uh, you know, uh, thing, then that could be interesting. But that's that, a lot of... that would be an amazing opportunity for them as a studio. The thing is with the that that Spider-Man game that we all played in VR, uh, that <laughs> Spider-Man experience, uh, the reason yeah. why they didn't do the web sling and all of that was because they were, of course, scared that people would get motion sick, you know. Mm. But if you see like how, how Windlands Two does it, it's. I mean, I haven't heard anyone yet that said like, "Oh, I got like really motion sick from from playing it." So, there's a sign. Uh, but that's also. But 
I think that's also because uh, right now the game is not out yet. So the big main crowd hasn't played it yet. So we don't really know the overall reactions. Yes, they have been showing it off, but the actual audience that is going to buy it is going to be different. What, Winlands? Winlands yeah. is out? Well, yesterday. Out, no, yeah, yeah, yeah on, on Rift, on Rift, but for other Oh, you mean, people, I see, the other uh, platforms like Vine. Yes, and you're, you're right. On, on the Rift side, you can already hear the feedback, but I think there's a lot more going on. Let's say if you play it on PlayStation, who the heck knows how how uh, uh, well that goes for people? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was very comfortable. The first one was very comfortable on PlayStation. That's how I platinumed it. But um, I I am nervous at how good the PC version looks <laughs> and how they scale that back for PlayStation users. Like well, I exactly. the, the the lighting, in my opinion, in this game is one of the best VR yeah, games. Like the really lighting nice. just looks. It's the so way colorful. all the textures blend mm. is like gorgeous. Mm. Love it. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. And yeah, I'm excited to see. Oh yeah, yeah. We should mention that actually, yeah, because like props to them. You know, really, really appreciate what they did there. They basically implemented a field of view toggle on on for content creators and streamers. So if you pressed F10, the field of view would be enhanced, which made it way nicer for video creators and streamers to show off the game. And I think it's so important. We've mentioned it a couple of times on the show before. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I really gave them props for that. Pixel Rip did something similar. Alchemy Labs also implemented something similar. So I really appreciate and, and when developers take the time uh, for that. adjust the resolution of it as well if you want to record in 720p, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. if you want to record yeah, 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 in 1080p, yeah. uh, 2K. You could all set that in, uh, in, in, in Windlands too. So that was actually Very pretty smart. nice. You could also extend the field of view even beyond the point that it gets like, you know, the bendy, cool yeah, you could, yeah. zooming effect like so they actually did some uh, some really cool stuff for that the, the I like how easy it was that's yeah. the main yeah. thing like single button push and it, it did it works for streaming i used it mm. each time so thank you mike for repeating it because mm. they mm. put the legwork in they've obviously listened and yeah i actually have what a difference i asked them actually yeah. like how long did it take now for you guys to to implement this and they said it took them about roughly two days to, yep. uh, to build this tool. Of course, that depends on like the engine that you're using and how complex the game is and all of that. But mm -hmm. I think if, if, you know, let's say it takes a week then for, for someone else maybe to implement it, uh, that's still like a, something worth it to do, I think, because if you want your, mm -hmm. if your game looks great uh, on, a, on, a, on a 2D monitor, just um, uh, while it's a VR game, I think that's a great plus for your VR game. Absolutely. It's oh, a good point. Is Windlands 2 coming to... To 2D, is it just a no. is it a flat game? No, right. No. It's VR only. The first one yep. did. Yeah, the first one did, and I think it, with mixed reception. Mm. It, the, when I spoke to uh, them, because I did a little interview with them, and uh, I asked them that question, and they said that the the original 2D version of Winlands was actually a dev mode, but they just thought let's just release it because we could release this as a, as a full game or as a flat as a flat game, and they mm. did. Um, and they had pretty good success with that because obviously people like Jack Septicai ended up playing it mm -hmm. 2D and got a lot of views. So, so why didn't they do the second one then? Uh, because they, 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 you know, Winlands. Their the whole idea was to be a VR game, um, and the second one, you know, it was just purely VR in their mindset right from day one. So, so they, they didn't feel like they needed to. Was also developed for VR with that in mind. So, no, no, no. So the original game was was a VR game from the outset, but they had a 2D developer mode so they could test it. Like the, the, the DK1 was very difficult to use on and off as a developer and get everything up and running, whereas the CV1's a lot easier apparently in their eyes. So they had to have a dev mode that was on a pancake monitor. Um, so they just decided to release the game back then, but that wasn't the case with Winlands 2. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, so Winlands, 
go and check it out for sure. Um, this week, I actually went and played Firewall. Uh, so I've been meaning to play it for some time. Uh, Zim kindly uh, showed me the ropes. He was my, my sort of instructor uh, for playing it on, on PSVR. We both played it with the aim controller, right? Which I think... Yep is a must if you're going to play this game play it with the aim controller oh my god it adds so much more to the game in my opinion um i really would urge rowdy uh, i know you sort of had a few reservations about it last week but i would really urge you to go back and, and try it again on, on online with multiplayer because uh it's kind of one of those games that i really haven't had that feeling of intensity for a long time you know when you're, you're playing a game and you're so immersed and engrossed into the game that you start to panic and stuff when things start going to shit around you when the and like there was goes a... all the way <laughs> I, I didn't actually have that much i did suffer the drifting once but it was only once um but there was a moment where me and zim were in this room together and then there was enemies outside the window so i was shooting through the window at this guy and then he threw like a, a grenade in and then things started getting a bit crazy and then i was just blind firing out the window and like managed to down him and then like we managed to sort of turn the whole thing around and it was just so intense and so fun. And then there was another experience where the whole team was dead and it was just me alive. And the, the rest of the team were monitoring the CCTV cameras in the game and telling me where the enemy was coming to my location. So I knew it was coming. So I'd fortified my location with mines and stuff. And then the guy was like trying to pop around the door, then go back again. And we had this kind of one-on-one -on -one sort of like uh, face off and managed to get, kill him. And, you know, it was just so, so satisfying. So uh, I really, really enjoyed uh, my time with Firewall. I definitely want to spend more time doing it. It's got this really satisfying upgrade loop as well, where you know you earn money through successful contracts. So you get cryptocurrency, which you can spend to upgrade your contractor uh, and your weapon system. And the contractors are cool because they've all got unique abilities. So like mine had uh, an ability to revive your member, your members, down members quicker. So if if Zim got down, for example, I could quickly, you know, revive him up. Uh, which was really useful as well, playing online. So uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. I was really surprised how much I enjoyed it. It does kind of make me uh, pine for a version of it on PC because uh, I feel oh, like so, yeah. it would it, it would perform better on PC and plus you'd have 360 movement, you know, whereas on PSVR, yeah. you kind of have to use the, uh, the thumbstick to kind of move. Um, but yeah, it's a great game, great game. And I, I hopefully well, let, they'll- Let's try it together one time because- uh... We've we should stay in it now for so long. Like, like let's like, try to like meet up in there and try to yeah. like play together. Then you guys can maybe convince me that it is uh, something that I should yeah. try. I gotta uh, say yeah. one thing though, for Mike's uh, first first go as a noob at this game, he like settled in just per. You know, like you got friends who like are good at games. I can tell Mike is just one of those guys who's just good at games because he started off. He saved our team a couple of times. I'm still like shooting myself <laughs> in the face. Ah, oh, it's just great. But uh, so despite all the floundering, and like Mike said, there was that time when we were in that hotel room, and like literally, like grenade comes through the window, and he's shooting out the out the window, and I'm like, I open the door and shoot out this way, like, and it's just it's so brilliant to have that be such a dynamic thing, and literally you're like kind of shitting yourself at that point, and going, I'm yeah. definitely dead here, I am shooting out of panic, and then you end up winning it, like uh, it's great, and it's just such like camaraderie. That's the nicest yeah. part about it's, it. It's, it's it's actually the bond with the other players like online, building experience as well. It's it's another good reason to buy PlayStation VR. I mean, they they do so well yeah. on the on the co-op side of things. If you want to play like fun multiplayer VR stuff, yeah. they have such like like decent and solid content. And out if you there. have a PlayStation, you just you just have to get a PlayStation VR. There's just no excuse now. If you already have a PlayStation, just go and get just, it. Just just look into the into the webcam with your hypnotizing eyes. They will, Rowdy. They will join. Yeah. One of like, uh, us, one of us. 
the great thing was as well that we never had any problems finding games you know there was always a full lobby we we always were straight into a game that's and, and what, what exactly for a vr game it's kind of unheard of um but what i'm hoping is that you know with the success of firewall because it has been a success so far is that first contact entertainment will earn enough money that they can just put it on every platform whatever game they make next so that's 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 hopeful we, we, thinking from my, my i mean heart. we had one attempt on the pc side with breach it right uh where you could grab a hammer and 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 smack in a door stuff like that it sounded very cool but in the end it just didn't work out the concept but, yeah, is cool, still space the, the multiplayer like didn't work well because we we yeah. tried a couple of times like connecting and that's like oh and if that doesn't work it's already so hard to get into the game yeah i think i, I think onward is i think onward is also slowly getting into this where it becomes a game like that where you can really use all kinds of gadgets and do much more than what the base Onward game is, is so. really good. It it, is really but the other one, like, I mean, one thing I would say is funny because, like, as you said, like having a VR lobby full or whatever and available is a little bit rare. But I would, I would, I would definitely say that on PlayStation, it's a, it's a notch different. You know, there's a larger population there. I even went back. I went back into playing Farpoint multiplayer, and again, no issues. I mean, the game has been out ages, it's about a year and a half, maybe more, <laughs> and no issues. Just like straight away getting into a competitive match. Yeah. PvP and stuff, but I did, despite my kids continually wanting me to fry zombies or sorry, fry aliens and stuff. Like I played some PvP matches, and it's nowhere near as fun as uh, as as Firewall. Like Firewall, could, could I, I could play that also, for weeks. Could that maybe also be that those lobbies are more filled because uh, games on PlayStation are like a little bit more expensive compared to the ones on Steam? Because like people buy a game and they really want to get like their their play hours out of that. While uh, on Steam, you can sometimes buy like these games. Like how how much is Onward nowadays? Like you know, it's 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 not that that expensive. Like it, when you buy a PlayStation game, most people buy it on like release date. It's like what 60, 60 euros, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, even for the play, even for the VR titles. So yeah. maybe but that I also, just, that's what I, I was saying last week that I thought the pricing wasn't necessarily bad because I think it kind of locks you into I've got this plastic doohickey. I've got this game now. I, I might as well, you know, put myself in this game and make it fucking work, right? Like, and and I think that like the player base that I've met so far have been absolutely lovely, even from fucking uh, crazy people who you meet who are clearly ex-military. Uh, you know, there's some really awesome people on there right now. So I think go. I think the, the the quality control on the PlayStation platform is so good that there is almost no game you buy there that isn't that great. Well, if you play a game on PC. Everyone that has a VR headset and plays on PC had a multiplayer game where they bought it. They were like, oh, this is great. And then a week later, everyone disappeared. Well, on PlayStation, that rarely happens because the games that are on there are good. There's almost no shuffleware on there. Well, on PC, you get flooded with stuff that you can get scammed with. If you know what I mean. And me and Nathy uh, know firsthand trying to play co-op games together, the amount <laughs> oh of games we've tried to play together. And like some games, the servers have just closed. And the oh, game's yeah. not even that old. They've just decided now. Nah, this, like, this... Like, example is Ark Park, where mm. we tried it and there is no server. It just doesn't work. Or uh, uh, companies who only have servers in the US or have only servers in Asia. Um, yeah, it's very strange. PC, like Steam needs better quality control. I think in general, every platform on PC needs something because mm. it's it's just sad. People buy a game, then they can't play multiplayer and they will not try it again. Well, on PlayStation, 
like how many games did you guys play where you were like, okay, this is not that good? Like PlayStation just has such mm. good. I don't, I don't know, know a, lot developers. Of their, a lot of their stock stuff. I'm not happy with, you know, like okay. uh, like their uh, their intro, not their intro disc, but um, what was that called? Something Worlds. PlayStation, PlayStation Worlds. Yeah, yeah, I just like most of that stuff, except for the heist thing. Like most of the stuff that they ship with the disc. And then there was another one that was like Game Room, or it's the one with the kind oh. of iconic PlayStation bobblehead mm-hmm. you know, mascot, creatures. Yeah. Like that stuff is just not great. And but there, there is a lot of the free apps on the game that are not good. Mm. But for the stuff that you pay for, if you're paying like 15 quid and up, generally speaking, I would agree with what Nathie's saying. Like their quality control is good. Stuff all runs to frame rate. It's all definitely playable, you know. But to your point, like on PC, I can still remember the incredible drop-off. There was a game that went super popular. I don't know if any of you guys played it. It was called Battle Dome. It was like this, um, you'd paint the floor and paint the walls and oh. just jumping around. It was like an, it was like the first like proper like FPS, uh, almost like a paintball game. Mm. And it was like maxed out. Within two months, it was something like it was Onward and H3 VR were getting hot. And then literally nobody, like mm. nobody was there. And I couldn't have predicted that. That was just... That, that was that was hard to see to be honest because it's still a good game but nobody plays it so there you go go and grab your uh your doohickey and jump online on psvr that's uh that's what you should do yeah um so let's move on to some quick news then and let's talk about windows mr headsets uh because this week there's been an awesome deal if you're interested in picking up a windows mr headset uh bnh photo are currently selling the lenovo explorer mixed reality headset for 99 us dollars uh, it doesn't actually come with any controllers, um, but I'd imagine you can probably pick some up fairly cheap. Uh, the headset uses the Windows Mixed Reality platform, of course, so you get the inside-out tracking, so you don't have to worry about you know uh, tracking stations or sensors or anything like that. Setup is super easy. It has the same field of view as the Rift and the Vive at 110 degrees, has a slightly higher overall resolution uh, of 2880 by 1440, plus you have access to all the, the games on Steam. You know Most VR games on Steam now, support windows mr uh, natively now uh it doesn't have any built-in audio uh but you can also just plug in your favorite set of headphones you know it's got an audio jack um mm. it's super cheap and i think it's a great entry into the world of vr if you haven't got a vr headset already um although the site is in us dollars they do ship worldwide so it doesn't matter where you are in the world you can take advantage of this offer uh, hopefully it will still be up when this show goes live uh, we'll make sure there's like a link in the description or something but um you know, 99 US dollars for a VR headset. Yeah, it's like, it is. It's incredible. Um, but just be aware, you know, if you are in the UK or in Europe and you're importing something like this, you might yeah. get hit with import tax. I, just be aware of that. I heard yeah. you say if you're in Europe and you're important, you might just get hit with tax. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you're not important. Yeah. And although I'm not like a massive fan of the Windows Mixed Reality platform, I think, you know, this is a difficult deal not to recommend. Like, it's amazing, really. What Uh, what is the resolution on it? Do you know it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2880 by 1440. So it's actually a bump up over Rift and and Vive. It's it's nice. It's nice. And for developers, too, you know? Oh, yeah. It's an amazing or, or deal. Schools or people who want to buy in bulk. That's what I was thinking, Rowdy. If anyone well, wants to buy in bulk, now's the time. Like. If you if you guys are smart, you just when you go to Oculus Connect, you know, you drop all of your clothes, you just put one pair of pants on one shirt, and then the rest you just put like headsets in there, and then you go back. You just wear it as a hat. It's just like, yeah, this is my new hat. Well, 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 well funny enough, I'm I'm like I should be ashamed of saying this, but I bought a pair of very nice sneakers. 
and I delivered them at Don's house, aka VR Gamer Dude. He's gonna go to Oculus Connect. He gives them to me. I put them on my. I hope like the the people that check like the thing are not watching, but I put them on my feet, and they're like, "Hey, hey, uh, these are my like my casual shoes as always." So have you ever had it? Have you ever heard of that game called TSA Frisky? That's what it's going to be like when Nathy goes through airport security. <laughs> I play that one. I know how it works. I know how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Like, step aside, boy. We've got to well, search funny you enough, now. Funny enough, you mentioned that game. That some of those people actually carry like VR headsets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that could be a mixed reality one of like 100 bucks. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I'm curious. So there are there any reviews on it already? Like... Uh, on what, this headset? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the headset's been out for ages. So, the old um, one, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 oh, there's yeah, tons of reviews on it. We talked about this one a while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's pretty much the same as all the other mixed reality headsets, really. The only standout ones are the, the Samsung Odyssey, which is oh, yeah. an even higher bump in resolution, yeah, and it's... you've got the built-in audio. Um, but it's kind of one of the standard of the range, yeah. you know, uh, pretty mm -hmm. decent. Like I said, the only thing you'll need to do is buy some controllers and right. source them from somewhere. But... Rowdy, it was around the Halo era, you know? Do yeah, you yeah. remember that? Uh, okay. I, I, I definitely remember that part. Okay. Yeah. Now, now you know when it came out. Yeah. Let, let's not go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> okay, so let's spin on and, and talk about Pimax uh, because there is an embargo that is ending on Sunday the 16th of September. Uh, so reviews and more information is going to be available on these headsets really soon. So if, like me, you back the headset and you're interested to hear about all the things about this headset, then you should stay tuned to our friends of the channel, uh, you know, Sweeviver, Voodoo D, and Mixed Reality TV. I'm sure all of them are dying to tell us all about these headsets. Uh, but Pimax have stated that they're going to be shipping out these headsets at the end of this month, and they estimate that 90% of all backers should have their headsets by Christmas. So it's a fairly big shipping window, but... Fingers crossed we'll get one soon. Hmm. Uh, I'm kind of intrigued. The, the thing that intrigues me more than anything else is that originally they said the sort of minimum spec was, I think it was a GTX 1070 for the 8K. Um, I'm really intrigued to see if that is actually the case. And that's the kind of thing that I'm going to be looking into the most, no especially with these guys' reviews. Uh, because obviously, you know, I run a, an original Titan X, which is pretty OP. But for a headset like this, I'm wondering if even that's going to be capable. So... Maybe, you know, the RTX series might be needed to run a headset like this. But again, no one really knows right now until we find out from these people that have been testing it for months. All you can really do, Mike, is. is just buy a couple of the new cards and RTX on your way to victory, you know? Do you know what? Like today I was, uh, this is the thing I punished myself. I was looking at the EK website. They they make water blocks because my whole system's completely water cooled. And they, they've they've pre-ordered the, the pre-orders for the, the 2080 series is up and i just uh -oh. keep on torturing myself with it and like oh maybe i should just buy the water blocks now and then get a founder's card when i can maybe find one in the states when i'm there you know at oc5 <laughs> smuggle it down my trousers on the way through security <laughs> on the way home everyone is uh, <laughs> with, with my new apple watch and my new iphone <laughs> yeah um, yeah, I, I keep on torturing myself uh, with the new RTX cards, but I'm going to wait to see what these guys say first about the minimum specs required before I throw you know, a kidney out the window on the black market or something. I, um, I'm really confused here. Hang on, hang on. Like, import-wise, right? Are, are you saying you're not allowed to walk over the border with a new piece of equipment that you bought in the States? Are you, are you sure you can, but you have to pay import tax on it, and that's where you get stung. So you could end up paying relatively the same sort of price. Or more. Or possibly more. Uh, 
I also not, that we can, not that we condone it, but if you're if you happen to be wearing that device or or a pair of sneakers, then maybe you could, yeah. you could get away with it. That's true. If you like, I you you can't wear GPUs on your feet. I can wear sneakers on my feet, and no one is gonna. <laughs> you can do it like these are my new shoes. I got two RDX shoes on a chain around my neck and yeah, say it's like that's my new necklace. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so bling walking around with a... Oh my god. Um, but uh, what what I also heard is that uh, a lot of people uh, are going to get this 5k headset yes yes this 5k plus that's how yes. it's called right yeah exactly and that, that's what happened because uh they had a, a backer meeting in berlin where they were showing off the 8k m2 which is like the kind of better to prototype model and they also showed off the 5k plus which they hadn't showed off before and basically what that is is it's uh, a new model that features a, a new panel uh, pixels per inch have been improved by 9% and the sharpness has been enhanced. But this is the cool thing. Like if you were an original backer of the 5K, you will automatically be upgraded to the 5K plus and you'll get 5K plus for free. However, when they go to retail, they'll have them separate. So you'll have the 5K and the 5K plus as separate models. Is there a 5K, sorry, a 5K S plus max? <laughs> no, no, unfortunately not. No, well, um, I, I, but... way, I thought that the the 5K was more the one that was aimed at for like movies or like watching movies and stuff. But they're also for for gaming then. The refresh. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. But I think it all depends on what kind of GPU you're running to. If you can, if you can really power one of these things, because what they're also saying is now that if you've backed an 8K and after these reviews and hands-on testing, you feel like you don't have enough graphical power to run one but, you can actually downgrade to the 5k plus and they'll they'll bump up that with some accessories to make it sure it's the same sort of value so but, but yeah. are there any official um like details out of what the recommended specs are so on the, on the website it still states that you the min spec for an 8k is a 1080 a gtx 1080 Okay. Uh, not 1080, uh, 1070, sorry, 1070. But, but I mean, more like, you know, did they release any tests with like a 1070 or something like some <laughs> benchmarks or like, cause, no, I mean, no, yeah, it can no. run a, 10, a 1070 oh, yeah. or like maybe like five frames per second or something. Oh, yeah. No. And <laughs> this is the thing, we, we have to wait until these guys have their reviews up, yeah. you know, and I know that yeah. I, I looked on the Pimax forum today, apparently Sweevive is aiming like for a two and a half hour review of this, uh, this headset. So you're going to have all the We're details all there for sure. Um, but it's going to be like the most interesting point is going to be whether you can run this beast or not. But, yeah. but with the with these RDXs, like a lot of developers who make games, especially the AAA uh, uh, studios, they do have these RDX cards. Did Pimax get any of these cards to test? That means that when it's out, it still hasn't been officially tested on these RDX cards. I doubt it. But because they certainly the haven't announced it. So much? Because, I mean, the RDX is more for, like, optimization of the of the game, right? Of, like, the, the game you'll engine have, optimization of the... You'll just have performance headroom to play mm. with. You know, that's the key. Mm. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Like, And this is the thing. Like, when this goes live, obviously, it'll be the next day. It'll be tomorrow that you can check out all these reviews and information. And I'm sure they'll all be uploading around the same sort of time. I, myself, will be interested to see, just purely based on the performance levels, how it is. Um, so yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm very curious. I really want to know. Yeah, so that's uh, some more information about the Pimax. Uh, let's talk about the Void, because the Void is kind of cool. 
and uh, they're adding some new experiences to their already awesome lineup of experiences you can try out already. Mm. Now, if you're not familiar with the Void, it's a fully immersive experience where you can suit up with a haptic vest, VR headset, you have a backpack with a PC in it, powers the whole thing. You traverse around like a small maze with up to four friends, and it's got like tactile buttons, it uses heat, wind, rumble, you can pick up guns and stuff. Like I, I experienced it playing uh, Star Wars Shadow uh, Secrets of the Empire uh, in London at the Westfield Center when it was there briefly. And uh, it was an amazing experience, like probably one of the best experiences I've had in terms of location-based VR. Um, almost topped by Arizona Sunshine. If Arizona Sunshine added some more tactile stuff, I think they would beat it hands down. But it was a really good experience, and I urge you to check it out if you're near one. Uh, unfortunately, it's not in London anymore, which is a real shame. It was just a temporary no. setup there. So it's only in the States. Uh, but you can check out their locations on thevoid.com if you're interested. But they've added a new experience recently called uh, Nicodemus, uh, Demon of Invanishment, which kind of looks like a really spooky, hmm. supernatural experience. Oh. Um, but if you're not a fan of that and you're a bit of the faint heart and you want something a bit more family friendly, they've got uh, Wreck-It Ralph coming as an, as an experience which I will like. be really cool i love uh, wreck it ralph i think it's a great great movie is it for is it about the new movie or the old one the new one the new one oh. so so you yeah. go into the internet then quite possibly right? yeah yeah i yeah. just i just played their trailer as well like uh it, their trailers look so freaking awesome as well oh yeah it's oh yeah so awesome. the ghostbusters one is still my favorite one. should be you know it yeah looks so it, good it looks great so good i'll play yeah, you're right you, You've got Ghostbusters as well, which is... Oh, a, I, I, I haven't tried that one, but I really want to. Um, but they've also teased another experience that is coming uh, to their platform, and it's going to be based on a Marvel movie. Uh, but they oh, said no. it's going to be based on a Marvel movie that's releasing in 2019 mm. that is undisclosed. So mm. the, from the research, it shows that it could be either Captain Marvel, yeah, it could be Spider-Man, their new Spider-Man film, or it could be the new Avengers movie. Now, Avengers would make sense because there's four of you, so you could all pick a hero. Maybe that would be kind of cool. Um, Marvel Powers United 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just the same game. But uh, it is like very interesting to hear that Disney is now working together because, as you may know, you could try these Void experiences at Disneyland. Mm. And I feel like they want to really build this into all the parks. That's the feeling I have where Disney is like, they are always looking for new ways of entertainment. They have been on top of VR for a while. I mean, I'm not sure if you guys have seen my video I posted on my Twitter where you saw like Michael Eisner trying like very yeah. old, yeah. old VR. So they have always been like kind of looking and waiting like Apple as well that we are going to talk about soon for the right moment to kind of jump in. And I think at this moment of what VR is capable of, it's great. Like mm. being in this record Ralph like movie in this uh, universe. I mean, kids are gonna. Is it for kids too, or is it still for adults? No, I'd imagine it's for kids. Like being record Ralph, it must be. It must be. You know. Oh, you can be record Ralph, or being in the. Or part of the universe. The the details aren't specific about that, but maybe you want to avoid sending the kids into the the really spooky one because that does look terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to pick on Mike earlier because Mike, you kept you, you said this thing about um, the kind of location-based VR and it being one of the best. And I just immediately imagined the back of your wall there. You know, you have an, these little placards like stuck on the wall, kind of um, very much like uh, uh, Top Gear. You know, and you're yeah. just like, put which which one's better? Is it is it Arizona Sunshine? <laughs> is it, yeah. Is it the Void? Who wins? Yeah, I, 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 Arizona Sunshine was so good, but if it had the tactile feedback. 
like the buttons and the heat and the wind and and, and the rumble, it would makes be better. Lot, yeah, makes a big. I think the void just tops it, but it's very close. And and bearing in mind, you know, Arizona Sunshine didn't need a maze or anything like that. No. They they managed to do some amazing things, especially with movement, like it, like the way the platforms and lifts move, hmm. uh, was incredible. Um, it sounded good. It's one of those experiences you hear someone say to you, and you're like, "Damn it, I'm not going to get to play that." Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the company that actually make the technology behind it, Boston, they're actually a UK based company. So if oh. you ever want to travel there together, That's and check it out. Not at all. Um, <laughs> we took the, our tickets to the US. Do yeah. you mean you're not in Massachusetts? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've been talking to them behind the scenes, so maybe we could organize a, a trip there. Maybe. Doesn't sound bad to me. Um, but yeah, let's talk about uh, some titles that are releasing next week because we've got a couple of titles, actually, a couple of cool ones to keep an eye out for. Uh, the first up is Transference. Uh, we've talked about this game quite a bit on the show just recently. Uh, I tried the demo on PSVR called The Water Test Case, and I've also tried the demo at Gamescom of the full game. It's uh, it's completely messed up, but it's very interesting. <laughs> um, it it's, a, it's a collaboration uh, from Spectavision, which is run by Elijah Wood and Ubisoft Montreal, and you will basically lose yourself in a destructive tale of a man's obsession as you explore his digitally recreated memories. Uh, this game is basically trying to merge like TV, like movies and, and, and games together in virtual reality. It mixes full VR gameplay with real-life footage and puts players in stressful situations. Hmm. Uh, you have to experience the... stress, Mike. Yeah, more stress. stress. More stress. More Does stress. Four years of playtime too. Oh, yeah. Is there four years of playtime in this book? Oh, You'll have to find that out, I guess. You, you'll get stuck <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you uh, you get projected into digital uh, consciousness of troubled test case subjects, and maybe you will be able to influence their fate from within these memories. So kind of interesting. Just it's such, I still well. find it such an interesting concept, like you know, mixing the it movie is. with the game. It makes it look so creepy real you know it's so creepy real that it's like you know it's like getting on the border of like something that i might not want to try which i think like is the, cool that makes me want to try it <laughs> yeah like the water test case like i mentioned on the show before it was super disturbing man like and hits home with some real hard hitting topics like you know post-traumatic stress syndrome of army veterans that's a serious problem and you know the way they portrayed it in the game was super disturbing Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting. It is interesting, and it's it's pushing the boundaries. I think so. Let's say if you like Stranger Things and The Matrix, this is good stuff. Yeah, you'll like it. Yeah, and and the thing is as well, you don't need a VR headset to to enjoy it either. It's going to be releasing on Rift, Vive, PSVR, and Pancake versions on Steam, PS4, and Xbox One uh, on the 18th of September. Wait, so. are you are you not promoting a Pancake uh, version of a game? Don't, uh, don't. Yeah, apparently so. Don't. PD, are you watching? Yeah. PD. He's gonna mo- he's gonna ban me. He's gonna kick me off my own show. I know. Don't. <laughs> also, like Mike told PD that he was playing Spider Man last week. PD yeah. wasn't happy. So you know, if you see PD, don't yeah. tell him you're playing pancake games. Just well, tell him you're playing uh, VR games. Uh, as you're exposing me, maybe I should expose you for playing Strange oh. Brigade. <laughs> oh, no. Well, let me then expose you for, for playing it with me because we played it together. Actually, so uh, you're also exposing yourself. Yeah, double uh, exposure. This is and, a thing. Like, this is totally a thing. As a VR creator, it took me probably three and a half years before I felt comfortable even. And it's not that I <laughs> initially it was like I didn't quite like playing two D games anymore. Yeah. But 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 now there's definitely a guilt side to it, or was for a time. Until That's I what you get when you're like a full time YouTuber, right? Like, then you yeah. then you get the time. Say, get the time. Yeah. 
Exactly. Let's say yeah. within the VR bubble, you're not allowed to say that. But outside of that, I'm just telling everyone like, I also play pancake games and I'm not afraid to tell you. Um, it's but, it's yeah. a guilty pleasure. It's like a dirty yeah, secret. It's, <laughs> it's weird. It is. But on the other side, you could say like, hey, you know, I like playing Spider-Man until there is an actual VR Spider-Man game coming out. Yeah, true. Yeah. Cool. True. So now that we've all exposed ourselves, yeah, let's talk about the next game that's coming out, and that's Blind. Um, Blind is a narrative-driven psychological thriller for virtual reality where the player... Oh, the player, the player is blind and must explore their surroundings <laughs> using echolocation. So, uh, you you wake up in a strange room with little memory of how you got there, and you must make the shocking discovery that you've lost your sense of sight. Uh, you're goaded by a sinister and twisted warden, and you must explore a perverse and frightening mansion using sound alone. Ooh, so you you spooky. send out sound waves using a cane. And that outline outlines objects in the world, so it's a bit like stifled, you know, yeah. that kind of. Oh yeah, I was like, I was like, hang on a second. This is another yeah, one of those I, yeah. situations where I'm like, I've seen this game already. <laughs> Honestly, I always thought that stifled and blind were the same thing, and, and so now you're that's talking what I was about like, it. I'm like, oh yeah, so that's yeah. what the game I was waiting. I was waiting for blind. I wasn't waiting for stifled, and now I know what I should play. I look forward to playing blind simply because stifled was not my cup of tea. It was a cup of tea filled with a little thing screaming at me all the time in the dark. And I'm just like, I'm, I can deal with that, but it's just too weird. It was just a bit too weird for me. Too and weird. That's, that's off of a very long. And this guy likes thing. weird. He yeah, likes weird. Like weird. Sorry. <laughs> someone is talking about weird. We, we have Zim, the, the, the expert that plays all the weird stuff usually and, yeah. and goes really far with that too. He, he you plays know, games for especially like four years. <laughs> you know, especially especially when he starts playing things on his go and you don't want to know what this guy all like watches and plays there so weird in 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 the the zim perspective isn't really that weird no we should have like a regular on the like a, a section of the show it's like zim's weird corner <laughs> or something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sounds that could like be a thing you kind of already have that mike that's that's my quadrant <laughs> that's your quadrant and don't leave my studio yeah. someday yeah don't don't harass my quadrant. Um, <laughs> but yeah, blind. Uh, you know, it's coming soon. It's built built from the ground up for VR. Uh, it's launching again on the eighteenth of September. So if you like weird, you've got a choice of two games this this week. So you're going to be really happy. Uh, yeah, eighteenth of September magic. seems to be the day. It's yeah. the magic it's week, month, and, that, and that's again on Rift Vive and PSVR. So fun for everyone. Cool concept. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised when games launch on multiple platforms. I, I really am. It's becoming more common now. It's becoming it's more common. It's not a super easy thing to do. No. And it, but it does seem to be like as a developer, it it, it seems a bit uh, less common, oddly, for people to launch on one platform and then kind of six months later launch on another two. Like uh, developers seem to wait. That must there must be an internal lag of like, hmm. oh, it's ready on Rift, it's ready on Vive, still optimizing, trying to pass PlayStation QA. You know, like that must be a thing. But you also have to, as a developer, you have to get your game on PlayStation VR nowadays because they all know it sells way better than on PC. So mm -hmm. they're like, I need to, usually they try PC first and then they are like, I need to get on PlayStation. It's always a goal. It's always an aim, like from the start, from the, well, from the concept. But why three platforms at once? Like there must at be- At once, yeah, that's a good one. Element. Yeah, I don't know. It must be because games, right, in general, general game sales, except for all the microtransaction stuff, you drop a game, day one is like your, your high point. Like that's the most your game is going to sell in, for most games. And then it just tails off, right? Mm -hmm. So it must be that like there's an attractive 
uh, reverberation that happens and echoing that happens if you launch on three platforms at once. Otherwise, why would you wait? You know, why would you not just phase it, it out? But maybe because like it's like reviews appearing and then people still looking up. Can I play this on PlayStation? And then it's also out on PlayStation. Maybe it's, yeah. so it, it's, it's more I mean. it likely that, that, that there isn't any exclusivity. Like we discussed this like on our last week's show about like platform exclusivity. And maybe it's because these games like Ubisoft Montreal is huge. Uh, they just they don't have to get any exclusivity payment from any oh, of these yeah. platforms. So they just launch it on all the platforms at once. And, you know, Winlands, like the guy said, you know, if they had it their way, they would have launched it on all platforms at once. But it just so happens that Oculus funded some of their games, so they couldn't. Um, so maybe that's why. Same with Blind, maybe, you know, they, they developed the game themselves. They paid for all the development themselves. So they think, well, let's give it to the biggest audience we possibly can all at once. Maybe that's why. Mike, you're a very smart person. Well, sometimes I, I'm, 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 I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm the oldest, actually. I don't know if I'm the oldest. Are you the oldest? You are. You are. are I you? am the oldest. Yeah. So that's why that's why I'm the oldest. I'm the wisest. Just look at the beards. That's oh, how yeah. you know age. Yeah. You know, if you cut me in, if you cut me in a hole for himself, right? As we speak, <laughs> you see some, 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 a lot of rings in there. But it is true. Like you, you know, have the biggest, you have the longest beard, then Zim and then Rowdy and then me. So for some reason it does. Then you, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't have a beard. A, I don't a beard, need a beard. I don't need a beard to be cool and manly. <laughs> <laughs> let's quote Science. him on that later. <laughs> let's quote him on that later. Okay. All right. Let's go. Okay. Well, if you want to be manly, okay. you could also grease yourself up, cover yourself in petrol, and build a car in VR. That would make you pretty badass <laughs> and manly. Um, so let's talk about Wrench. And it's a game where you can do exactly that. You can build a car piece by piece in virtual reality, which is freaking awesome. And it's a game about building cars, building race cars in particular. And basically you, you run a, a shop and you're responsible for like customers' cars. They can come in from like just wanting a, a fluid change to replacing the, the, the bearings on their engine or whatever. And what you have to do is you have to sort of get them in, fix up the car and send it away. But also you can just build up a, a race car from scratch, which is freaking awesome. And the first two cars they've licensed for the game are, they're, they're not very common cars, but they're kind of, popular race cars uh, in the enthusiast scene anyway. And they're the Bauer LTD Catfish and the Exomotive Exoset. They're kind of based on the MX-5 engine, apparently. So, or the Miata, if you're based oh, in the US. Oh, the Miata, okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the game is being developed for VR and Pancake. So, you know, depending if you have a VR headset or not, you can enjoy this one. Um, but it also has a library of aftermarket, uh, aftermarket parts. So, you know, you can have customers that want aftermarket parts added to their cars. You can add those, or you can just add it to your own car, which is persistent in the shop itself. Um, and out of all the things I saw this week, this was the one that really stood out for me as being like the freaking coolest thing I've ever seen, because as we're probably playing the trailer now, you'll see the little sort of, um, time-lapse montage of someone actually building an engine from scratch with all these parts laid out like a big Meccano set or a, like a Lego set. You're like kind of piecing it all together. And the thing is like, you know, I know nothing about cars or mechanics. You know, I, I'm completely useless when it comes to those things. I can just about change a light bulb. Um, but the idea of playing with this kind of huge Lego set with all the pieces laid out in front of me and kind of building a car, which then I can start the actual engine of kind of really satisfies that like Lego building days of my younger days, you know. I got a sort question of... for that though. Like, yeah, go for it. Will this game teach me to repair my own car? Quite possibly. And this is the thing I was getting to, because like 
after you're putting all these parts together, you are, you must be learning how these things work, you know, how suspension yeah. works, how a wishbone works and how brake calipers work and all that kind of stuff. So you must be learning as you're doing this and maybe it could be applied to real life as well. It would be um, really cool if they would introduce like a, like a, I don't know, like a four dummy mode where they do hmm. like, you know, like things like how to change a tire, like how to change a light bulb how to change your oil, whatever, like all like the, the things that you like regularly know about a car, but yeah, um, you, you get to learn that in virtual reality. If they would make a mode like that, which I, I think would be pretty cool that you could just yeah. learn like the basics about the, those kind of things. That'd be, that'd be freaking awesome. I, I, that application is really good for education, but also mm. it's self-led learning, which is like yeah. one of the best ways to learn is like you have an interest, you go through it, but it's almost like the next stage. Like right now, if you don't know how to write cook broccoli, right? Where do you go? You probably go to YouTube and say, how do I cook broccoli? Like I imagine a time when you've got something like that platforms, which allow you to learn through VR and have the kind of play set, like what Mike was talking about. But mm. for something like this, it's really funny from a game side, from a gamer side, immediately my brain, this is, I'm just going to talk you through this. My brain immediately goes boring. Right. And, and then after that, my brain kicks in my DK two festered brain kicks in and says zim remember the stuff that you thought was going to be terribly awfully boring like euro truck simulator and yeah. any any simulators to be honest the boring stuff tends to be really engaging strangely mm. yeah and fishing games even you know stuff that you think i in a, in, a, in a 2d game right old school console or whatever i would never have enjoyed it vr one of my favorite things even like poke around a table i loved that for ages in vr just because it was so convincing same thing here like what if you could sit in a like a multiplayer environment like constructing this engine together oh. with no tutorials, you know, yes. and try to work it out. So can you build this car and then also drive it? Or is it just you build it, you can look at it, and then it's done? So once you built it, you have to put the oil in it, and then you can start it and have the satisfaction of like, I built that oh. car and I've started it. Yeah. And is it also physics-based? Physics-based, yeah. So you've got all the tools, you need like torque wrenches, you really need to torque it to the right torque and stuff like that. And but these games are, hoping... are, are, are popular wow. nowadays. Well, if you look at like uh, like oh, what Jacksepticeye is playing, it's like House Flipper and like Car Mechanic Simulator and these kind of things. Even on building PC, a PC simulator. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And these are just general things that are like very common. Though, right? Dude, there like is the one game building simulator. There's one more title we need. It's a spaceship like builder. You know, there was one before. It was like a pancake version, and then you can just go with your friends to space. To like That'd Mars, awesome. that would yeah. be. Uh, I don't know. So you just give me an idea. What they should do is DLC in this game is that you could build a DeLorean from Back to the Future. Yeah, that would have they you. They can get a license for that. And then Actually, also, to your point there, Nathan, in terms of the space side of it, uh, if you know Dean Hall from 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 DayZ and and that whole thing, um, and Out of Ammo, which I think you were a big fan of. Yeah, they worked on a space one. Yeah, yeah sta but Stationers. Yeah was built on unity and and i had a chat with him at res two years ago and he said i can definitely bring this to vr it'll just be a, well, kind of a simple conversion that they have to do given it's on the unity if platform. he's watching there there is some interest from us at yeah, least. i've always been interested <laughs> in it because it's like multiplayer on a spaceship blow your friends out the hatch all that yeah definitely i'll do that 
So the cool thing about this is like, you know, many guys have had that kind of dream of building like a kit car in their garage. And, you know, now you can actually do it without actually, you know, getting a divorce because normally these things end in divorce because you start these projects, you you spend a few months on it. And then there's just like half a built car in the garage and the wife is screaming at you to move this thing because there's no stuff for the baby stuff. So now yeah, you can yeah. actually build a, a kit car without having a divorce. This, this so. is, that is that reality, Mike. I'm just saying. No car at all. Like... You can have a virtual one, you know, which is the next best thing. But yeah, it scratches my itch, I think, you know, because I, I, I've wanted to, you know, pick up one of those big Lego kits just recently, like the Ghostbusters Firehouse or, you know, the, the huge Millennium Falcon. Oh. But I've got nowhere to put that thing. So like something like this, I think that will scratch that oh, itch for me. Dude. But the Legos, they're all prefabs. Like if I was going to like, the, remember like last year's, this will dovetail very nicely, last year's Apple AR oh. demo, right, so showed the showed this like whole lego thing in in ar which was multiplayer in one place you could collect pieces you could look into pieces that were physical or you could build a town virtually i thought that wasn't too bad but again i feel like there's a tactile element to all of this even the piecing stuff together in vr because i've done a fair number of these like ikea type simulators where you build furniture and stuff in vr if you can't feel it (laughs) you know what i mean like if you can't feel it the pieces interlocking or whatever there's a big big loss to that feel the, the, the mechanical side is important i like ikea simulators <sighs> don't let's not because we we're, we're we're running strapped on time anyway as it is before we go deep into that rabbit hole but let's talk about nostos next because i think wrench is really cool by the way it is coming uh, to early access on steam uh later on this year um so keep an eye on that one all headsets uh, all headsets on steam yes um i don't know if it's coming to oculus not sure about that yet. So that will mean also 3D head support? Uh, win, win, <laughs> the Oculus win. killer. Okay, oh, 3D nice. head support, the, the big the big one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, appar- apparently, yeah. confirm this? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> wow, apparently. I can play it. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Say yes in chat if you know what 3D head is. <laughs> Say no if you don't. I, I'll bet you it's going to be like thirty percent of chat know what three D head is. I don't. I don't want to know what the chat's interpretation of what three D head is. <laughs> anyway, before we digress, let's talk about Nostos because we were supposed to talk about this last week, but again, we were just blabbing on so much that we couldn't talk about it. So let's talk about it. Good, we're doing better we now. It. Yeah, we're not doing much better to be honest, but we're going to have to sque- squeeze it in. So. Uh, Nostos is an upcoming game developed by NetEase Games. You're saying, who are NetEase Games? Well, it's a very good question. They're a Chinese internet technology company based in Beijing. And although you've probably never heard of them, they're actually ranked as one of the uh, largest internet and video game companies in the world. They actually rank number 17, ranking higher than Twitter in terms of revenue. Like They actually uh, make 3.63 billion US dollars. How is that? Espionaged. Spying well, on U.S. secrets. This is what they. This is what they do. They they mainly are an online platform in China for games like World of Warcraft, Starcraft, Overwatch. Um, so they host the sort of like the the Chinese servers, basically, of those titles. Oh, um, uh, we're really in the also, wrong business, guys. <laughs> for sure, for sure. They pu- they produce their own games as well. They're mainly uh, mobile ports of like popular. PC titles, uh, but they're developing their game uh, in-house, which is this VR game called Nostos. And it's an interesting title. And the reason why it's interesting is because, A, it looks freaking beautiful. Like, it looks like Zelda Breath of the Wild yeah. in VR. Like, that's what it looks like, for sure. It looks amazing. Um, the game itself was actually at Gamescom 
Yes. Completely, completely passed me by. Yeah. I did not see it anywhere at Gamescom. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you saw it at Gamescom, did you, dude? I did, yeah, but they were just the part of, of like, uh, a Vive part, but there was no poster of the game, nothing. People mm. were just playing it, and it was, like, a little tiny sticker of, like, <laughs> the, the game, and that's it. Um, yeah. yeah I know, when it, I watched the trailer, I was like, wow. Yeah, wow, me too. This is something I want to play now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is the thing, like me and Nathie did tons of research before going to Gamescom because we wanted to make use of the time. I never, never found it up front. This game was never mentioned. Population 1 was never mentioned. No. I have no idea. But anyway, we digress. Um, so it does look very interesting indeed. Um, the game features exploration, climbing, base building, driving, shooting, and of course, huge creatures that you can fight with. Uh, it has 20 players can play together in a single world at a time, but the devs oh. can sort of replicate that world an infinite amount of times, apparently. Uh, you have to work together to gather resources, build and form a clan and then tackle quests together. So it sounds <laughs> kind of cool. Um, the really interesting thing about this game is that it's it's implementing a feature called Spatial OS, which means that players can explore seamless worlds of unprecedented scale, transcending the limits of traditional server boundaries and persistent online worlds where players' actions have long-term effects. So this means, for example, if you cut down all the trees in an area, they will be cut down forever whenever you return to that area. But also that area will slowly turn into desert over time as well, oh. which is super interesting. Um, you know what that means, Mike? In about six months, that game's going to be... It's going to be depressing. Yeah. I mean... yeah. No creatures, it, it, no humans, no yeah. trees, no plants, no animals. Exactly. Well, th th these things could have that knock-on effect. They've got the system there, and it uses like this kind of special system, Spatial OS. I think it's actually hosted by a UK-based company. Um, it's kind of a special that's, service. That's so cool that you can even innovate based on the server technology you have mm -hmm. for a VR game, where mm -hmm. it changes in a, in a whole new way. And I, I know a lot of people have been craving like this kind of MMO game in VR. I know Orbis VR was kind of the first one to really sort of uh, push it out there. But yeah. I really don't know if that's still got a thriving community behind it, because like we've said earlier on with multiplayer games, especially on PC, they tend to drop off quite quickly. So I'd be interested to know if people are still playing Orbis. If you are, let us know in the chat. I'd love to know. It's got um, a big patch plan next year, Mike. Orbis, right. they're doing a whole reskin. Um, there was enough feedback about the game. They felt they what they would do is they'd patch the game, extend the content, and basically redo the graphical engine, I believe. So it's got something coming Q1 next year, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, it's good to see that there's some competition. So it sounds like there's still interest in Arbus then when they do an update like that, I would say. Oh, there must be, yeah, there must be. But yeah, it's a, it's a very ambitious game, this this Nostos. Very Nostos. interested. And obviously the company's huge, so they're going to be piling money into this thing. So it could end up being something really cool. So definitely want to keep an eye on. Uh, it's not coming until 2019, so they've got some time to to bake this one in the oven to make sure it's really nice. Will you also be able to play that on that, that newly announced mixed reality headset that we spoke about last week? What was the name of that one again? Had like a funny name. Oh, the Acer Oho. 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 Does it have Oho support as well? <laughs> I have no idea. Although I, I believe it's going to be aimed at Steam, so I'd imagine so. Like most, even if they're not supported, like Windows MR headsets aren't set, stated as supported, they normally do work. Mm. I think so. Okay. So if you've got an Oho, you will be happy, oh, and you'll be Ohoing all the way through Nostos. Oho. Uh, right. We've been talking about Ohos, doohickeys, strange, weird things. It's been, a, it's been a strange show this week. 
we always get we always get weird when we do this late i think anyway let's kind of round this one off with some apple ar oh, so this no. week <laughs> apple hosted an event at the steve jobs theater and they unveiled their new lineup of apple watches and iphones they announced uh, the four Uh-oh. series apple watch which can do electrocardiograms can your watch do that rowdy i don't think so bud yeah, <laughs> yeah i got the app oh that's cool. rowdy, stop, stop yeah what else yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. so yeah so you, you, your watch can now do can an ECP. Grand... yeah yeah no it's cares. fake no one yeah cares. So it's, it's, fake it's, it's definitely app. fake can you stop um, no one cares they also announced their, their iphone xs xs max and xr yeah no one cares rowdy um, <laughs> so, uh, alongside their new hardware they also showed off uh, apple ar kit 2 demos including gallagher uh from their new oh, yeah. ar arcade series and they had three people with their iphones their new iphones yeah. uh, out and they were doing this like kind of like ar demo where they were shooting aliens that were bursting like out of this kind of retro ar arcade cabinet pitiful <laughs> and this is the thing Although I'm like excited about oh, AR, no. it's just like it's just like no. They shouldn't have shown AR at that event. The last one, they did AR justice. This one, like this whole like <laughs> dude, 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 yeah, like, see it like yeah. down like a gamer thing like. <laughs> 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 it's like no. It didn't look good. No. It didn't, it didn't look, look good. good. No. And then they did the fucking AR fish. Ooh, look at the <laughs> AR fish. Yeah. <laughs> like there's some properly cool tech, and I really think. Despite Rowdy's yeah. giant frowny face that all of our audio listeners can't see, <laughs> it just keeps on the whole time we talk about Apple. Uh, I do think that Apple do a great job of pushing and promoting things. However, I felt Steve Jobs rolling in his feckin' grave because when you saw the complications on the watch face, which is all the little bits on the on the watch, and they like exploded into like, oh, now you can totally feck up the face of your watch and there's way more bits you can put on it. And the naming convention... There's so many things that they're doing yeah. that Jobs would never have done. I was a huge Jobs fan. I and love Jobs. I miss Steve Jobs because he was such a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Um, even even though behind closed doors, I know he was a demon. He was. It's fine. You know, what, what came out of the shop is what matters to all of us. Yeah. And I do see them losing their way a little bit with this, with this announcement. Why do we need three new iPhones with funky names that are almost indistinguishable from one another i don't know they are for different markets you just know you want one ten thousand dollars i don't the only thing i'm interested in from that whole lineup is the slightly larger watch face and and what they said was they kept it in the same case size but basically they flattened it out a little bit and expanded the screen so you've lost a little bit of the watch so so you you would buy one of the new watches sim i i'm a penny pincher like i don't i don't go down like refresh my tech every year i don't do that like my PC, maybe every two years, and this type of stuff, or iPhone, or whatever, maybe every three to four years. So I don't, I'm not that quick. I, I've got my money on a card this time, Mike. A graphics so, card. Graphics card, yeah. Okay, course. good, good man. What about you, Nathy? I I'm gonna play in a danger zone. I like this Samsung watches more. What? What? What's he doing? Get off the show. I. <laughs> the problem You're... is it just doesn't work well with an iPhone, so that's why I don't have one. But I just don't want the Apple one. I just don't feel. Do you know it. what? Do you know what, Nathy? You disappoint me. But Rowdy, Rowdy, <laughs> Rowdy paid me to say this. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> Ralph is like no. slowly getting more but, Apple real estate into the camera. Right? This is not Apple. No, that that is true. But what I do like about it is the is the fact that you can now see your heartbeat, and also you know it will warn you if something goes on or when you fall. 
calls an emergency number. And I think that's a very important thing, you know, where the, you know, the healthcare side of things also mm. pushed more on, on these devices. So when you, when you fall off your electric bike in the woods, calls an ambulance, you'd be like, wait, wait, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Well, I, 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 I twice almost called like an emergency number um, with my... Oh, by pressing the button three times? Well, yeah, yes, I, did that. Yes. I did that too, yeah. Yeah, I've done yeah. that too. The thing that's um, really handy with these with these watches, actually, the, the the three series. I got mine out usually when I go to these U.S. trips. I always pick up one piece of technology to bring home as my gift. Um, smuggles it back. <laughs> anyway, well, what I was saying was um, one of the things that I find really helpful about it is the fact that you can get a phone call over your yeah. watch. Like it totally yeah. surprised me because like I, I knew about the feature, but you like just put it in the back of your brain. Yeah. And I was like in the supermarket or something. My wife calls me on my watch, you know, and like yeah. my phone's in the car and it's like, what? Do you, <laughs> you know so what weird. though? This is, this is one thing that I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but I only just found out about this yesterday. Cause I was like, I want to buy one of those new watches because I want to go for a run and listen to music just on my watch rather than take my phone with me with some AirPods. What I actually realized was even if you've got a series one, iWatch, like Apple Watch, like me, you can do that already. Yeah, yeah, you uh, you can load basically. Yeah. Music I never knew on that. Here. I never knew that. I was literally about to throw See, like four hundred pounds. This is at why the screen. Rowdy, this is why Rowdy buys Samsung because he knows what he's getting. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I like that he's just been sitting there quiet. So, Rowdy, yeah. what's your impression of the Apple announcement? Did you pay any heed to it, or you're just like? It's just the same every year. They don't announce anything new. They have new colors. New phones they have a red yeah, one, okay, new colors, a yellow and... one, Rowdy. I, have to, I like I like the Apple Watches, though. I like them. Uh, I, I've liked them from the beginning. The only thing I don't like about smartwatches in general is the battery life. I really would like to see that improve because it just runs out too quickly. Uh, I don't have a Samsung watch, by the way. I got a, a Huawei uh, watch. Uh, they're a bit uh, a bit different, but... Uh, yeah, I like I like having a smart watch. I kind of bought this just because I like gadgets. I don't need it at all, uh, but it's not something that I can use uh, when I don't have my phone with me. That was like a more expensive model. Uh, I have I have it's always connected with Bluetooth. So. Uh, talk like, about talk about phones. I think one of these new iPhones has a a, a longer battery life now, right? Yeah, the one with the yeah. largest screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But still, but what they, is longer battery? I've heard it was like half an hour day. per day longer or something. Yeah, I still need to charge it every day. It feels so old school. Like I, I, I really want more battery life. I want to charge my phone every two, that's, three days. Yeah, but that's it. You know, as someone who I graduated in power engineering, like batteries are one of the slowest, slowest developing technologies. It's the same, it's the same principle make. they've been using since pff, ever. It's still Absolutely. a chemical process that they're using. So yeah. So I mean, the, the the fact that they're able to squeeze that much out of a device that's that thin, you know, is 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 already an impressive thing. But it's, the it's, thing it's, I wanted it's to more focus to do on with optimization of the device itself than with the with the improving of the battery, probably. Because if it is, they they just make the battery larger and they remove extra crap from from the phone and just uh, put more battery in it, and then the battery life is longer. But the, the battery <laughs> quality is still the same, you know. You're I feel, absolutely right. I feel like we're we're digressing a bit, like from AR. That's why I was that's why I was trying to say the thing that I saw with this as the core message was what wasn't there, right? Like again, Apple has no presence in VR. We're we're pretty con yeah. confident at this stage. They're not interested. AR even to me, AR kit is their main area of interest in terms yeah. of what's in the public domain right now. So was there nothing? That, about I don't feel the VR thing. They're, they're, they're not showcasing something. developers. 
so, so this is what my prediction on the whole thing. Like they're showing AR Kit two. You know, it's going to be part of iOS twelve, which is coming on the seventeenth of September. But what they're doing right now is laying the foundations. Excellent. They're laying the foundations and saying this is yeah. what you can do with a little window into AR. But I almost guarantee it. I'll put. I'll do a little bet with you all now. I, we've bet before. We I bet some burgers with you guys. I bet some more burgers with you guys. And that is that within the next year. Apple will announce some AR glasses, and and th- it will it will it will be based on these foundations that they're building right now. So these these persistent worlds and everything else that they're building with AR Kit Two, it's going to be with glasses. And I think Apple are going to be the ones that really crack it. Like Magic Leap, yeah, I think their product is interesting. Hololens, interesting, but but Apple are the only ones that really have the mass market appeal. If they if they said tomorrow or if they said yesterday at this keynote. We're launching AR glasses. The whole world would have lost their yeah, shit, but I mean, and and everyone would have, would have, would have bought one. Well, not but everyone, but the, the the masses would have done it. And I think they, would, but I think it's only within a year that they're going to do that. Yeah, and then it's, I, it's, what it's I, not it's not a new product. Then I mean, yeah, it's a new product for them, but it's it's not like really new technology. I mean, but it's going to be a product for the masses. This is the difference. Like, I don't, Magic Leap isn't a product for the masses right now. Holo, Hololens isn't a product for the masses right now. How Apple people... are the ones that can do this successfully. <laughs> you got to remember, Apple were the ones that convert everyone to smart smartphones and and smart watches in fact um and and they've got the power to do that with yeah, glasses as well and, and the thing is as well blackberry makes a comeback um but i think ar adoption will be huge and i think it will be mass market like when apple do something like this i think it'll be huge but what i think is that it will also have a knock-on effect to ar uh, vr as well so once ar becomes so popular vr will grow with it I think so. But that's my you, prediction anyway. Do you really think the technology is this far to do that right now? Do you think I, I, it's affordable I, I, enough to do that right now? I can almost guarantee that they are building glasses right now. They're like, they no, are. I mean, there's been, there's been prototypes about that and patents. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, so yeah. They, they sure. are doing it. It's just a matter of if they're going to release yeah. it and when they're going to release it. But so, within so, a year, I say, is my prediction. So we can within expect, let's say, they sell them for maybe 1500 2k something yep. like that yep that would be affordable uh in, yep. in a way okay mm-hmm. but remember we uh we already had news about this about five months four months ago right the at 2020 mm-hmm. so they're planning to release in 2020 basically 20k per eye mm-hmm. uh i'm sorry 20k per eye no 80 I'm, I'm confusing my numbers now i don't know if it was 80 16 16 i think it was but basically it's inevitable, I think, in my mind. Mm. And I think if anyone's going to crack it, it's going to be Apple but to, to make a product that's mass appeal. Honestly, this year's um, live stream, I, like, this was the first time I felt like I don't need a new phone and I don't really need to upgrade. I just didn't feel the overall... Like, usually there are some upgrades that are kind of nice to have. Yeah. But this time, I don't know. I was like, yeah, I, I have like an iPhone ten. I was like, why do I need this? Yeah, maybe for the color, but you used to change your phone every year, all of you? No, 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 no. I've got uh, an iPhone seven still. I, I, I've got I, a six because I'm staying with my 3.5 mil jack. Thank you very much. I didn't even have like, the, it's funny that uh, before I had an iPhone 10, I had an iPhone 6s. And before that, I didn't even have a smartphone. I just used a an old school phone i didn't even use a smartphone i used an ipad that's all but i i didn't use a smartphone first iphone uh, the first smartphone i had was an iphone 4 i think 
Oh, you see, he is a believer. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What, Even inside, what do you think I know that it's, still... it's not good? Because I tried it for uh, almost three years. He's the worst kind of convert. He's the guy who went over, like, you know, he saw Jesus, and now he's freaking reading the Bible with Satan. Yeah, <laughs> dirty. Definitely. Dirty. Right, so let's wrap this one up then, because we've <laughs> talked about cars, we've talked about doohickeys, we've talked about weirdos, 3D and now we've talked about 3D heads. It's been a crazy one. I hope you guys and girls have enjoyed this crazy ride. We always feel a bit mad when it's late at night like this. Swinging. Let me we also spoke about swinging. Swinging. Yeah. <laughs> let me remind you that is, despite what we've been talking about this show, it is actually a VR and AR MR talk show. Is it? <laughs> You'd be surprised. Because <laughs> normally we talk about puzzles or iPhones. So uh, it's a live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. Obviously, we didn't live stream this time. It's pre-recorded. Apologies for that. It's Rowdy's fault. Um, but we'll be back on track next week, hopefully. I think we are. Yeah, all right. Maybe. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. We need to talk about it after the show, I guess. Um, but um, You can also check out the audio version of the show on Google Play Music, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Anchor. I hope you guys and girls have enjoyed this one. If you have, let us know. And uh, yeah, enjoy yourself in the metaverse during the week. And uh, we'll catch up with you the following week. And don't buy an iPhone. We'll be back. I see a whole bunch of oh, people in Oculus God. Connect as well. That's only a couple of weeks away. So. Yeah. yeah, we'll be yeah. gearing up for that yeah, next week. So. Meet us there. Free right. have a good one. giveaway. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care. See you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.